Welcome to Films from the Phantom Zone, your podcast about failed and forgotten comic book movies. My name is Arnaldo, I'm your host, and with me as always... Is Birdo, the other host. And uh, today, we are... Feeling patriotic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if this is your first time listening to this podcast, we do failed and forgotten comic book movies. The ones that we consider failed are the ones that aren't being made anymore. So we've got three rules. Rule number one, it must be a comic book superhero movie. Uh, rule number two, it must be a failed franchise. So they wanted to make more, but they couldn't. They went out of business. They didn't make any more of them. And number three, an exception would be if that film franchise ended it on its own terms without setting up for another sequel, then it completely passes. So the Dark Knight trilogy, that's kind of the best example of they're not making any yeah. more of them. It completely ended on its own. Pretty much everything else that like isn't currently going and Marvel and DC count. Right. Because they wanted to make more. Exactly. So today, what movie are we doing? The Captain America TV movie from 1979. Yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is all the rage right now. And we thought, how can we sneak around and, and talk about that? And there are several Captain America movies that yeah. we could choose from, actually. So there's a 1944 serial, which we kind of decided to skip <laughs> we sort of looked at it online and I was, and it's like 15 episodes it turns out to be like three to somewhere between three and four hours long yeah and we were pretty much like nope <laughs> seems a little too long yeah what do you think of that we watched like five minutes of it and it just seems it seems like we could watch like an episode or two but it seems like something that yeah i would watch episodically i'm not gonna sit and watch the entire thing straight through I think what we might end up doing, because we're not doing this one, we're pretty much skipping serials, I think, from the 40s. But I think what we might uh, end up doing is maybe like watch the first three, four episodes and just call it, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So this movie is available pretty much nowhere. You can rent it. So it's just called Captain America from 1979. It's the one with the guy in the motorcycle helmet. Once you see it, you'll you'll know what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> motorcycle helmet, clear shield. Yeah, that one. There was two of them. There's this and a sequel called Captain America Two: Death Too Soon. And unfortunately, the two is spelled correctly. It's not like two, <laughs> which would have been great. So that one we're doing next week, but that one's also like pretty much impossible to find. So I ended up buying a two part DVD. It was like what, combo like pack. six dollars on yeah, Amazon. Yeah, for six dollars on Amazon, yeah. and it arrived in one day. So I guess this is this was just like taking up space in the shelves here in uh just trying in my to get local, rid of it. Yeah, in my local Amazon warehouse. Uh so that was pretty easy to find, I guess. But yeah, you ready to get into this? Yeah, let's do it. So there are time codes in the description if you want to jump around. I wouldn't imagine this is gonna this might be a nice and short episode <laughs> for this nice short movie. Which honestly is might be a nice break. Yeah, for sure. Initial expectations. Did you have any? I I didn't know what to expect. Have you ever ever heard of this? No. I'm sure I had seen pictures of it because I'd seen pictures of the Captain America and the motorcycle helmet. But I always mistakenly thought that was like the 90s Captain America movie. Yeah. I I knew Captain America movies existed. And I had seen this picture of this, what I thought was like a a dweeb in a motorcycle helmet. (laughs) Um, But I had never even seen a second of this. So my I had zero expectations. Like I said, I like you basically yeah, like what yeah. you said, I've zero I've seen expe- pictures of this fucker. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. 
Like, I didn't think it was going to be good, but I didn't know if it was going to be terrible. Right. It's just so funny because this guy is, uh, I mean, we'll get into it, but this guy's like pretty handsome, the actor. And like, he's ripped. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's totally jacked too. And so it's not the impression I ever got from seeing like the pictures of him on the motorcycle with the helmet. Well, I think the helmet. The just, costume's not good. Yeah. It just makes him look super like dorky that I would have never imagined that that was him. Like that's the guy. But yeah, so anyway, let's just get right into it because those are what little initial expectations we had for this. <laughs> so this movie is from 1979. It was made for TV and it shows from the very beginning. There's a lot of like really long driving scenes, right? Yeah, very long driving scenes. There's about good, a good five minutes of just seeing a van driving down <laughs> a van like driving down the street. That's yeah, pretty much it. So um, our hero, Steve Rogers, receives a phone call from a worried man named Jeff, who asks to meet with him at his home later that night. On his way to a separate errand, an oil truck slicks the hillside road with oil, and Steve swerves off the hill and crashes his van. He escapes into his dirt bike he was towing on the back of his van. So uh, actually, there was another scene. I mean, it wasn't worth mentioning, but he, he just meets a friend. That's it. He meets a friend and gives him a, a painting that he made. Yeah. And then they like... Kind of like, hey, you know, it was good to see you, man. That's pretty much it. Uh, and then he uses his phone because they don't have cell phones because uh, yeah. it's the 70s. But it's just like basically from this point, he has three errands to run. He's like, this is how you don't like write a movie where now you're so much into the perspective of like this guy's daily routine <laughs> that you're like along for the ride. He's like, oh, I got to go. He, like, he takes a call and he's like, yeah, I can meet you later. I've got this errand to run first. But first I'm, I'm meeting with this guy. And then I got to drive to a second location and then I'll meet you at that third location. And we were kind of confused. I'm like, wait, where is he? And where is he going? Like, I, I need I don't understand his plans, you know, <laughs> but uh, this does show that uh, Steve's just like a nice guy. You know, he's got plenty of friends and he's like, I guess, always open to, <laughs> I guess, helping people suddenly when they call. He's just like this really tall, really ripped blonde guy that lives in california just like yeah just kind of like your classic like california nice boy beautiful blonde hair this guy's played by reb brown and he wasn't very good i don't think no he just sort of read his lines yeah like he was he was there he, he definitely looks the part though like I, i've seen worse actors though to be fair oh yeah but i mean you put him up with chris evans oh no contest no, but I mean, I'm saying they both look like Captain America. Oh, they... You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, obviously... Acting-wise, acting, there's no contest. Yeah, not at all. But, like, you put them side by side, you put a costume on them, and you'd be like, yeah, that's Captain America. He's a very good-looking Captain America, I think. Yeah, so, uh, classic oil slick action scene. Uh, I thought it was funny because when when his van is, like, swerving out of control, he just, like, has great control over it. Like, he, like, spins the wheel and he gets back It's almost on. like he's drifting. Yeah, I was I was very much like, oh, the Tokyo Drift situation here. <laughs> just like that last turn just fucked him he up. And he flies off the mountain. Flies off. He escapes with, like, not a scratch, but his shirt's all ripped. <laughs> and I get that this is, like, low budget, but, like, just one cut, you know? No bodily harm, like, yeah. at all. And he just drives away on his dirt bike, I guess. He's like, oh, wow, that was a freak accident. And, like, the way this was set yeah. up, too, it's like he gets to, like, a roadblock, which is clearly set up by the bad guys. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah, you take a detour up this road. And then he goes, all right. So he takes a detour, and then you see the bad guys maliciously turn the signs around where it said road closed. I love that he crashes his van, 
And then he's just like, well, I guess that happened. And he takes his dirt bike that he had in the back of the van and just And then just continues, continues on with his day. Doesn't call, like, the cops, none of that. Just abandons his van. Like He's like, I got to go meet my friend. Almost as illegal as, like, causing this <laughs> crash in the first place. So, Steve arrives at a laboratory where he meets two scientists, Simon and his assistant, Wendy. Simon introduces himself as a friend of his father's and explains his father's work to him. Steve's father, by the way, he doesn't get a name, right? Steve's father? No, they just, just keep calling call him like your, father. your father. Oh, well. Steve's father developed a hormone called FLAG, so appropriately. Uh, <laughs> full latent ability gain to improve human strength and agility. He developed it on himself and became a secret super soldier to aid the U.S. government. Simon has not been able to replicate the results because of cell rejection. He theorizes it will only work on Steve. Steve refuses, claiming he's already done his service to his country and wants to retire as an artist. This was uh, it was a lot <laughs> kind of to take in. Yeah. <laughs> but like info wise, you kind of have to be paying attention. But I've, I don't know why. I have this like impression. It's just like, I guess being like a dumb millennial that I figure that everything before like like 1990 is just like horrible you know like movies are just so bad that like people are are dumb like they didn't like nothing was well written nothing was well done and so when i see like this info dump that like is pretty well thought through yeah honestly i'm like oh wow like they really it's surprising yeah like yeah. they really they really did some homework here but like, uh this uh iteration of steve is obviously a little different than what people might be used to though because this steve rogers like apparently had a father that worked on basically the serum yeah it's kind of weird that he is not the original captain america yeah he is captain america's son and he's also like he's hesitant to become captain america like he he was apparently a former marine so he's like oh you know i was already in the service i'm kind of done i just want to travel around and draw i was really surprised that like he didn't just like say yeah again i it's one of those things where i just expect the movie to be as bad as possible right (laughs) so i'm just like no yeah he's just gonna sign up it's gonna be very straightforward and he's just like no i look you can't give me this america needs me bullshit because i already did my part like i served and he brings up a really good point yeah like he he did serve his country he was like a marine like whatever i mean he looks young he looks like 25 to be fair, so I'm like, did like four years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. He could be thirty at like, yeah. I feel, and he's just like, thank you, but no, thank you. Like, it was nice to meet you. Bye. Like, very polite. I kind of feel like what they were going for is, we don't want to do World War Two. I, I don't know. I get the impression like because this happened for decades and decades and decades that like when they made these comic book movies, they were very hesitant to just do the comic book. For some reason. Yeah. They're like, we can't do that. That's nonsense. We have to kind of make it more believable, make it more real world. Which, funny enough, they end up like not doing that yeah. when, they, when they try to do that. Well, it reminds me of when we did the Wonder Woman movies, the TV movies, mm-hmm. where the first one from 1974, they're like, well, we can't possibly do Wonder Woman. That's ridiculous. So she'll be a secret agent. Yeah. So she'll be a secret agent super spy and she'll kick ass, but she doesn't have any like superpowers or anything. And it's it was a horrible movie, you yeah. know. Uh, Ricardo Montalban was awesome in it, and that was pretty much it. Um, yep. And then so like the next year, they're like, "All right, what if we just do pause for um, dramatic effect?" The actual comic book Wonder Woman, 
And like, no surprise, that's the one that got popular and they made three seasons of a TV show. Yeah. Because in that one, they actually stuck to like, all right, we're going all in. It's World War Two. She's from Themyscira. Like, it's and yeah, it was it was hokey, but it was still enjoyable to watch. It was much better. Yeah. That's like the oldest thing we've seen so far that we really liked. Yeah. Was the uh, what's her name? Linda Carter. The Linda Carter movie pilot. So I just think it's funny because this comes out in 79, I guess around the same time as like season three of Wonder Woman. And yeah, these people aren't thinking like, hey, part of me wants to think that they're like, all right, well, let's make another superhero. Who else do we got? Let's do Captain America. And Captain America has a similar origin where he's from World War II, but they're like, nah, we're not going to do World War II. Like, that's too expensive. Let's set it in modern times. So yeah, it's set in the modern day and he's Steve Rogers' son. But at that point... You might as well just make... First of all, you made this guy Steve Rogers. This isn't like Chad Rogers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you made him Steve Rogers. So why not just make him the original Captain America? Because it seems like you still wanted a Captain America in World War II, but we're barely just going to mention him. So what's the point? Yeah. Well, also, you could have just made this a different character and done something completely original and still have Steve Rogers exist in that continuity, too. I don't know if that pisses that, off people I, less or not. I feel like that's worse. Like, we're going to talk about the real Steve Rogers, but you'll never see him. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Be problematic, too. And I'm, I'm, the other thing is, like, I guess he's, he's like a secret because, like, he doesn't know that his dad was Captain America. Right. But also, I like that they, because a big kind of plot point in Captain America movies now and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is that the super soldier serum. And, like, people want to replicate it. They want to give it to other people. They want to create other super soldiers. Yep. Even though Steve Rogers was the original and everything got destroyed, so that no one has been able to replicate him, you know? Right. And then in the MCU, like, you know, you get Hulk is an abomination. Are both are results both... of trying yeah. to replicate the serum. Exactly. Which, in the case of abomination, it almost worked if he didn't go and take another dose of it. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, yeah, the first one was and then, good. And then even after that, he went and exposed himself to Bruce's blood. Yeah, exactly. Which just, made it even more. Yeah, like, there's still rumors that they'll bring him back. Uh, I don't know. Like, It's I, been a long time. Uh, there's rumors for um, She-Hulk, I think, is, is what they're All right. theorizing, All right. that they might bring him back. Are they bringing back uh, Tim Roth? Yeah. To play him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, even though he's a big Abomination man. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he'd be his like, I mean, human form again. Yeah, yeah, these but... are rumors. But, yeah. um, so I think it's an interesting way of, in this one that they say we can't give it to anyone else because they'll die. Like they're tr- they're testing it on, on mice and the mice are dying because their cells are like will reject it. Kind yeah. Of like a heart, they say like a heart transplant. And they're like, since you have the same genetics as your dad, basically. It'll, it'll probably work on you. It, it'll probably, probably work. Probably. Like, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Steve goes to Jeff's house and finds it ransacked. Jeff is lying on the floor dying. As Steve holds Jeff, his last words were Catherine. And he says something else. I think he says like Steve Rogers. He says like Steve Rogers, Catherine. And he says like, please. And then he dies. As Steve calls 911, the assassin steals a camera and a calendar and leaves. So I was already kind of confused Jeff, at this point. Jeff is the guy who called him in the beginning. Yes. And he's like, hey, come. And he's like, sure. I just have to run like five errands first. And he's and like, I'm, all right, meet me at my house at nine. Yeah. I'm going to take the whole movie with me, too. Uh, <laughs> and so so he's just uh, some dude's house. I mean, nothing nothing really special happens here. But I, I, I do <laughs> like that uh, he steals the camera and the calendar. 
and then later later on when uh when they ask Steve, they're like, All right, "Is there anything different in this room?" He's like, "Just try real hard. Is there anything that's missing? Maybe anything moved?" And he's like, "Well, now that I think about it, there was a fancy looking camera there and a calendar, and now they're both gone. In a million years, you would not be able to do that. No, <laughs> like unless he was like, oh, he sees his friend dying on the ground. He's like, you know what? That's a nice camera on that desk right there. <laughs> Ooh." <laughs> <laughs> and then goes back to his dead friend. <laughs> I love that he clearly knows how to call 911 at this point. But when he gets into like an almost like life-threatening car accident. He doesn't even attempt. Does, right. He just, oh, I'm going to just keep I'm going just about my day. i leave my yeah. van laying in the <laughs> side of a mountain. All right. So a man named Mr. Brackett learns that their hitman didn't get the information they needed from Jeff's. Which is an equation that they need to complete the construction of a neutron bomb. Mr. Brackett fears Steve Rogers, who survived their oil slick, will get the flag serum and defeat them. Why does he assume this? First of all, how do you know all this stuff is happening? I was trying to think about this, and yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Because later on in the movie, it's revealed that Mr. Brackett was good friends growing up with Jeff, I think? The guy who killed? Okay. And they all work together, I think, with the people that um, helped create, like, Captain America. And were responsible for him. So they all kind of know each other. And so Mr. Brackett, I guess, always knew that the flag serum didn't work on anybody, but would work on Steve Rogers. But okay. how does... Why did... I mean, it's been, like, a, presumably, like, since from the 40s to the 70s. It's been, like, 30 years. Why would he assume at this point... 30 years along the way, they're like, oh, one of these days they're going to get Steve Rogers and they're going to give him flag and he's going to figure me out and he's going to be the only thing that can foil our plans. You know? Which, like, he wasn't even aware of your plans and exactly. wouldn't have been involved at all if you hadn't, one, tried That's to kill other... him in the first place. That's the other thing. It, it seems like a self-fulfilling prophecy right. at this point. And two, killed his friend Jeff. Yeah. Well, apparently the assassin wasn't supposed to kill him anyway. Oh, that's right. That was an he was accident. like he, he was just supposed to scare him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I just, <laughs> it's just kind of funny you meet like the like all the bad guys all at once, and I'm like, well, these are clearly the bad guys first of all, uh, and right. then they just kind of come out and say it. They're just the way that they're talking about it because they're just sitting like in their boardroom talking about like assassination attempts, <laughs> like they're not even yeah. kind of hiding it. Steve analyzes the scene of the crime with the FBI and Simon. Steve realizes the camera and the calendar are missing. Oh, that's the part we said. Uh, <laughs> Simon reveals Jeff was working on a neutron bomb and might have been photographing secrets. Steve claims that Jeff was no traitor. <laughs> so I, I do like the whole kind of like, it's almost like an element of espionage. Yeah. You know, or they're like, uh, why would he be taking pictures of stuff? Yeah, like um, he shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. I don't think we figure out why he had pictures. We, At the very end, they, they they say it. Isn't it because he was holding his wife hostage? That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, we'll get there. But you're right. This is a bit like this turns into sort of like an espionage movie type deal. A and little it's bit, not yeah. a bad one. No, 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 no. All, all this stuff in the middle I like. It's all like the action stuff that's really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is the part where they also clarify that they ask him what, what his final words were. And he said, like, Catherine. And they're like, well, Catherine is Jeff's wife, and she's been she died in a plane crash like a year ago. So that's weird that she would say that. And also that they have a daughter that they have to like break the news to. And she's like young. Her name is Tina. 
uh, which is weird. <laughs> they have to like, and it's like for some reason Steve Rogers has to deliver the news to her. Yeah, he's like, I'll go tell her. <laughs> I, I guess, but like, it's kind of weird. That kind of sucks. Steve gets a call, and it's the bad guys <laughs> uh, to meet them at a gas station, <laughs> and he's just like, all right. He's very amiable to Steve Rogers. You could scam him to do it for like anything. <laughs> he's just like the nicest guy. Yeah. Like meet us at the gas station. We we want to talk to you. And he's like, all okay, right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I'll be there. No problem. <laughs> they meet and the bad guys demand to know if he has the missing camera film. A chase ensues that forces Steve off a cliff. Again. Um, <laughs> this time he gets hurt. At the hospital, Steve is all but dead. About to die, Simon injects him with the flag serum to save his life. He informs and awakens Steve about the serum, and Steve still refuses to be his test subject, despite the serum saving his life. This was actually a pretty good scene, actually. Yeah, that was pretty clever. That was a pretty clever way of, like, putting him in a situation that, you know, he takes the serum without wanting it, because Steve Rogers, and I guess, like, a departure from this in the comics is that Steve Rogers is, like, super skinny and frail um, in the comics, Whereas in this, he's already, like, big and, like, he's a big hunk already. And Steve Rogers in the comic, like, wanted to take the serum and, like... Because he wanted to do... I mean, I guess he he's, like, kind do, of the opposite he wanted to of this do guy. Good. Yeah, this guy's like, I don't want anything I to do want... with this. Well, he's it, a reluctant hero. He, he is, but also, you can't blame him. Like, he's still not... He has the same kind of, like, personality and character traits yeah. as Steve Rogers. He's just in a different scenario. Like, he already served... And he feels like he already did his, like, duty he wants to, to his country. And he just wants to, like, Take chill. it easy. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, actually, Steve gets upset that they gave him the serum. Yeah. Especially since, you know, they don't know if he's going to survive. So he brings up, like, the good point of, like, you know, what if I die in, like, two weeks? Or, like, I don't know yeah. how long I have to live anymore. And I, it's your fault. Right. I'm kind of, like, I don't know where I would stand on this. Like, if... If they use, like, an experimental drug to, like, bring me back to life, that could really fuck you up. Would you be okay with that unconsenting? Like, you were, like, passed out. You didn't know. Yeah. No, it brought up a good, like, ethical question. Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, I mean, maybe it was his time to go. And now you've given him something that, like, could make him worse for all you know, you know? Right. Yeah, he's alive, but... As far as he knows right now, at what cost? Yeah. I like that Simon here is basically like, all right, well, I saved his life. The serum worked. Surely he's going to be Captain America now. And he's going to work with us. And Steve's still like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing's changed. <laughs> like, I still <laughs> like, don't want to do this. Thanks for saving me, but... Yeah, but, but... that's it. We're, we're done here. <laughs> Simon's kind of like a Nick Fury type character here. Yeah, he really wants like a, like a hero on his hands. <laughs> yeah. He's also, like, the only good actor in this whole movie. <laughs> yeah, he does a really good job. He, he, I mean, he, he's the one, like, delivering most of, like, the exposition. Um, yeah. He's definitely the best one. Like, I mean, the guy playing Steve, God bless him, like, Reb Brown, he's just not a good actor. Like, he looks good, he sounds good, but he's just not a good actor. He seems like a nice guy. He, he seems like a very nice guy. <laughs> we saw a picture of him. Oh, yeah, if you look on his Wikipedia. It's just a picture of him wearing a Captain America shirt. Yeah, like, he's in his 70s now, and I guess he's just always been, like... You know, going to cons and, like, signing autographs and just being Captain America. Yeah, because I'm so sure cool. a movie like this has, like, a cult following and he, he Maybe, has his yeah. fans. Maybe, yeah. Also, it's, like, his claim to fame. Like, That's the, true, too. The rest of his IMDb is, it's barely anything. Random <laughs> yeah. things, yeah. Guest starring on TV shows, like, in the 70s and 80s and stuff. I keep holding this DVD like it's got all the answers on it. Um, 
Bad guys kidnap Steve. Okay. I should probably read that differently. Uh, one of the bad guys makes his way into the hospital and kidnaps Steve and takes him to a meatpacking plant. Now super strong, Steve escapes his binds and beats the men up with cow carcasses. I thought that was really funny. It was a really interesting place to put an action scene. It wasn't. It was probably one of the better action scenes in this movie, too. Yeah, but they're just kind of like surrounded by like. Just like, you know, carcasses just hung up to, like, dry in a refrigerator. <laughs> and he's throwing the cow carcasses at them. Well, he did a domino one where, like, he, like, hit one and all of the carcasses just kind of, like, Started domino'd. flying down, yeah. like, the line. And then just hit the bad guys at the end because he's so strong or whatever. Each of those weighs, like, 200 pounds. So. Yeah. Or maybe less, I guess. They're just, just meat. And yeah, they're, they're hollowed out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Steve and Simon take a stroll on a beach. There's so many beach scenes in this. It's great. Uh, <laughs> and Steve reflects on the responsibility that comes with his strength. Simon tells him that his father was so patriotic that his enemies jokingly called him Captain America and asked him to serve again. Steve this time says he'll think about it and gives him a drawing he made on the spot of a Captain America in a star-spangled costume. Yeah, he just uh, was just walking around drawing this, I guess, while they were talking. Yeah. And then, and then it's like a really good drawing. Yeah, and he hands it to Simon, and Simon literally gasps and says, yeah. "This is wonderful." I mean, it looks like a, it looks like a panel from like a comic book. It's yeah, so, it's, it's so good. It's a very yeah. good drawing of a Captain America suit. I think it's so funny that like they're living in an era here where they're still kind of embarrassed to like be making a comic book superhero property that they're like, well, you know. You wouldn't dare call yourself Captain America. The bad guys are making fun of your dad. By calling him By that. calling him Captain America, like, sarcastically. <laughs> that feels, to me, that felt kind of like, because later on they gave him, like, his costume and they used kind of the same excuse. You're like, well, you know. Right. Like, we're just making fun of your dad at this point. Like, by, by the end of the movie, though, he's, um. Yeah, they worked their way to it, but it's almost like, I don't know, just like, do it. Don't be ashamed of what you're doing. If, if you're Especially ashamed if you're of, dumping money into it. Yeah. If you're ashamed of Captain America, then don't fucking make Captain America movies, all I'm saying. <laughs> um, Embrace what you're doing. Yeah. Don't be coy. I do like the part where, because, I mean, again, Steve Rogers, he's just like the most, the best guy ever. And so he's sitting here going like, I realize that, you know, he's talking about the responsibility of, for being so strong. He's like, if I punch someone too hard, it could kill them. Now that I'm like super strong. If I squeeze this pencil too hard, it'll oh, yeah. break. <laughs> and he holds it. And then he just breaks a pencil. I'm like, that's how you're going to show his strength? I can do that right now. It's for the kids. I think he's, um. that was the pencil he was drawing with, right? Yeah. Why would he do that? <laughs> oh, to prove his point. <laughs> but I think it's funny because it's like, that's the metaphor, but like, we can all do that. Yeah. yeah maybe that's what it is. It's like. You know how you hold a pencil too hard sometimes and how you broke it? Yeah. And then you feel dumb about yourself? I could do that, but it could be some dude's fucking neck. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was kind of obsessed with Steve's outfit in this scene. He's wearing a... Oh. He's wearing, like, like, a really nice hoodie and, like, shorts that are maybe six inches long. Like, short shorts. Because it's, like, 1979. Yeah, they're, like, booty shorts. And he's in... Um, like, And he's on the beach. And so he's got these tiny shorts. Obviously, he's ripped. Like, his legs are huge. 
uh and he's got that cool hoodie on i'm like i'm we need to bring this outfit back like the it's, 70s it's such an odd outfit <laughs> i like it i like it a lot I'm like the 70s has some good looks like say what you will something about like long sleeves and then shorts is just it seems like, weird it seems weird to me it does but i like that look i'll do huh. that you know living we live in florida and sometimes like that's the exact weather that you need <laughs> it's like long sleeves and shorts you know no i like that look and then like simon's just wearing a suit on the beach basically yeah <laughs> he basically had to like roll up his pants and he's like fuck goddamn, why are we here <laughs> steve really likes the beach uh, i a lot of this i'm just like i feel like they're just trying to get the most out of their money and they're like all right where can we go for free <laughs> the beach it's right across the street from our studio so. yeah so simon gives steve his van back now repaired and upgraded there's a hidden red white and blue motorcycle with a shield on the windscreen the shield resembles Captain America's, except it's transparent and it's clearly made out of plastic. Steve yeah. takes the motorcycle for a test ride, encountering a fun little ramp in the middle of nowhere and the attention of some bad guys in a helicopter, who chase him down and shoot at him. Steve circles back to the ramp, jumps into the helicopter, and stops them. This is where the movie starts getting a little ridiculous. Funny enough, it's like after he becomes Captain America, the movie gets dumb. Yeah. But, like... This was a very long scene of just him riding around on a motorcycle. And uh, all of a sudden, a helicopter pops up and starts shooting at him. Yeah. Last week, we were just talking about Justice League and how they basically had to reverse engineer this movie and, and make changes so that it could fit in two hours. That was the mandate. The movie had to be two hours long, right? Right. I feel like this is like the inverse where they're like, this is going on TV. It has to be an hour and 30 X minutes or whatever, because we're going to put, you know, five commercials and it's got to fill in a block that's this long. So there's a lot of filler. There scenes. is so much filler in this movie. <laughs> and all of the action scenes are all filler because they go on for too long. They don't develop in any way. Like, it's basically the same beat just over and over They're and over. They're not super exciting. Again. No, it's like the oil slick. Like, they just kind of spun the car a bunch Repeatedly. of times. Repeatedly. Yeah. And then he gains control, and then he spins again, then he gains control, and then he falls off. You could have taken out, like, two of those spins. Yeah, and then the, or before this, the motorcycle chase. And it was filmed at nighttime, which you're not supposed to do because, especially the cameras at the time, it, the whole thing is just black. Like, you can't see shit. Yeah, like, this was literally filmed, like, outside in the dark. Yeah. And so, for this one, it's it's all right for a little bit. And then it gets to the point where there's, like, an evil Knievel ramp just sitting there. They're in the middle of nowhere, by the way. And here's this ramp. No explanation. I don't think he uses it. He just drives next to it. I think the he, first time he goes off of it the first time, but it's just like Does a little he? like whoop. I thought he didn't, and I was like, "What? I don't remember." He matter. didn't like fly off of it, uh, but yeah. So he's given this dirt bike, and it's got like a silent mode, <laughs> so it feels like like an electric car. He just like turns it on and doesn't make there, any noise anymore. Yeah. Like it makes noise, but it's like a. <laughs> <laughs> but the funniest part is when he gets the shield, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we." We just customized this really lightweight shield for you. It's bulletproof. And, and look at what you can do with it. And he throws it. And it's just a flimsy plastic frisbee. And it goes really... It just kind of like hovers very slowly. Incredibly slow. And then... It, like it's held, it's clearly like held on strings. <laughs> and then just like... Someone like tosses it back to him and he catches it. <laughs> but what I don't understand is why they would make it out of plastic. I don't know. Or... If you're going to make it out of plastic, don't make it look like it's made out of plastic. Yeah. So, like, imagine the Captain America shield, which is, like, 
three rings. You know, it's the star in the circle that's blue. And then there's three rings that are red, white, and red again, right? And this one, the white one, instead of being white, is just transparent. Like yeah. He, you can see right through it. It looks like a, it looks like a windshield, honestly. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't really know if maybe that's, since he puts it on the front of or his like motorcycle. like plexiglass, like a plexiglass. Is shape? it supposed to be so like you can, he can see through it while he's driving? I don't know because he's not really looking through it either because it's below his head. Yeah. My point is like, this movie would be a lot better if they had just made it metal. Like it should just be metal. Yeah, and you can still do the throws like with it on string, and it'll, yeah, all it'll the look, effects. Would it'll be look the better same. because it wouldn't be all like floaty and flimsy. It looking. just looks like it weighs like there's no weight to it. It looks like it weighs like five pounds, which it probably did. If even yeah. that, <laughs> it looks like um, like it looks like a trash can lid, like an actual like trash can lid. <laughs> it is confusing because he's test driving the motorcycle, and then out of fucking nowhere is like the bad guys, and they're shooting at him in a helicopter. Yeah. And there's a lot of helicopter shots. Like, I thought, oh, wow, they had the budget for a helicopter because, you know, that's how they're getting these shots, like aerial shots. And then they show a helicopter. And I was like, wait, what's what's happening right now? And then they start shooting at him. I'm like, are these bad guys? Where they come from? How do they know? He, like, what's going on here? <laughs> I just get the impression that they're like, yeah, if we're going to spend the budget on a helicopter, we're going to use it. Like, we're going to put two helicopters in this movie. Do they shoot at every motorcycle that's also just joyriding? They don't even sh- tell you who these bad guys are. I assume it was just another, like, assassin squad from, like, the bad guy. But it's never made clear. It's no, just like, oh, here's he's some... just like, oh, I just got attacked. That was weird. Because, you know, like, in some superhero movies where, like, when you, they first are testing out their powers, they go, like, do a crime. Or they solve a crime. You right. know, they, they find some criminals on the street and then they, they beat them. That's kind of what's happening here, but they never tell you who these people are. They're just shooting at them from, like, helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Brackett, that's the bad guy, by the way. <laughs> so many names in this. <laughs> Meets with Tina, that's Jeff's daughter, to try to get the camera film, saying that'll clear his name. So he's coming off as, like, a friend. She tells him they used to hide notes for each other inside fishing rods, where they find the film. They're interrupted by Wendy, who was sent there to befriend Tina. Mr. Brackett pulls a gun on them and takes them both hostage. So, why did Mr. Brackett pull a gun when... Because he, I think he knows who... He's smart, I guess. Wendy was literally th- coming to take her to lunch and that's it. Yeah. And he, she didn't know who Brackett was. Right. He could have just played it off. I get this feeling like he just read the script. <laughs> because <laughs> like, all right, this is what I need to do next. Yeah, because at the beginning he's like, well, shit. Steve Rogers is going to get the flag serum by the end of this movie. <laughs> we got to kill him now, <laughs> you know? That's the bad guy's superpower. He, yeah. Script reading. Yeah. <laughs> Also, we skipped a part. It's really not important at all. But Wendy and Steve Rogers are, like, dating. Yeah. They, they go on the beach together, and they're, like, making out. Yep. But that doesn't pay off and in then, any way. And then Simon walks in on him. He goes, I hope I'm interrupting something. Because <laughs> Wendy's kind of trying to... I guess she's whoring herself out to, like, convince him to do it, to be Captain America. Yeah. But he ends up doing it anyway. Like, it doesn't really... There's no payoff. It's just I just feel like they're like, all right, love interest. Here you go. Yeah. You're the hot girl. Boom. Back at the lab, they figure out it's Mr. Brackett, the oil tycoon, who's behind everything. Steve offers to go in alone, and Simon gives him a disguise slash costume based on the drawing Steve made for him. He tells him to be the Captain America his father was ridiculed for being. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Captain America infiltrates the base, bests the guards with an oil slick, 
uh, with an oil spill and saves the girls. He interrogates the scientist who then passes out. All right. So. <laughs> a bit to unpack here. <laughs> he gives him this Captain America costume, which is very bright, very obvious. And he goes, this is your disguise. They'll never recognize you. Yeah. They'll never see you coming. There's a lot of gaps in logic here. Number one, Steve Rogers doesn't know who, that his dad was Captain America. He doesn't know who Captain America is. He doesn't know what the costume looks like. And yet he created a costume incredibly reminiscent of Captain America on the spot, on the beach. He drew it out and he gave it to Simon. From that, Simon is su- like supposedly creates the Captain America costume. Again, that is very reminiscent of Captain America, even though the stars and stripes go in different directions, right? Right. They're more like, there's like a V pattern on his chest or whatever, and that's essentially the only difference. You know, there's no talk about like being a symbol or representing the United States. it's It's just like, hey, your dad did this, now you should too. Yeah, here's your, your dad had this stupid disguise, now you take this stupid disguise, nobody will see it coming. (laughs) And then the action when he infiltrates the base, it's just... I just wish he would take the helmet off. It's because a, it's a dorky looking motorcycle. It's helmet. a very dorky look all together. Like I get it, you're you're on a motorcycle, but he also has like goggles. It's like a motorcycle goggle combination. And in like in the seventies, were there no helmets with like face shields? That did you have to wear goggles? Like I don't know anything about this time period. So <laughs> and like motorcycle helmets, but I kind of wish like he could take the helmet off and then just kind of have like a different thing on his head because it's the helmet that makes him look so bad. Everything else is kind of forgivable, you know. For the time, yeah. For the time, yeah. It's kind of like part of the whole kind of campiness of it. But the helmet is just horrible. Because he he just wears it all the time. Yeah. Not just when he's on the motorcycle. And then he just, like, starts fighting people and he throws oil all over the ground so the bad guys fall down. Then he gets away. away. I love how he he was, like, really eating that up, too. He's, like, got a big, like, grin on his face. He's got, like, a shit-eating grin. (laughs) It being the 70s, every time he uses his powers, like, there's, like, a sound effect. Yeah. It's like, boing, (laughs) and then, like, bends something. He, like, breaks open a lock. He saves the girls. And again, just, like, Simon has to reiterate, he's like, Captain America is so stupid. Like, your dad was ridiculed for being Captain America. So so go do that. It's the silliest thing in the world, but you should... Go do that. Be the Captain America your father was ridiculed for being. What a weird thing. That's such a weird angle to like come at this, right? Hey, yeah, they made fun of your dad for doing this, so why, why don't you go give it a shot? So, okay. They learn that Mr. Brackett will be taking the completed bomb to Arizona on a truck. On a helicopter. By the way, what's his end game? What does he want the bomb for? Is he going to hold people hostage or something? Yeah, I don't know, because it's like... you never say. I think they're just like, bomb, cool, we're bad guys. We're bad guys, let's let's, let's threaten to blow things up. Yeah, let's blow shit up. Because, like, I don't think he wanted to blow it up, because if he died, if his heart stopped beating, then it would blow up. Yeah, 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 so I was going to get to that. They strapped a, a thing to him, so uh, if he dies, the bomb goes off. Which I guess he almost does, but yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> On a helicopter, they fly over the highway to find the truck. Simon lands, and Captain America shoots out in his motorcycle. Captain America jumps on top of the truck and bends the exhaust pipe into the compartment where Mr. Brackett and the bomb are. Such a bad idea. <laughs> um, he passes out and Steve... You can kill that guy. <laughs> it's just so dangerous. Uh, he passes out. And, and you're Captain America, man. Why are you trying to torture people? Why are you trying to poison someone to death? 
Okay. Uh, he passes out, and Steve realizes he's wearing a heart monitor connected to the bomb. If Mr. Brackett dies, the bomb will detonate. Simon arrives to give Mr. Brackett medical attention so he won't die. The day is saved. And that's kind of the movie. <laughs> yeah, this... All right, so this was the big, like, climactic action scene. Yeah. And it was so boring. It was so boring. I was actually falling asleep while this is happening. The way I read it just now is much more exciting than actually happened. <laughs> like, they're on the helicopter just flying. There's, like, flying footage for, like, maybe a good five to ten minutes. Yeah. And that's not an exaggeration. It's just them flying. It's, like, the boring part of yep. the action scene. It's them flying, and then you see the truck driving. And then it cuts back to them flying... And then the yeah. truck driving. And then you see some concerned faces. So they even go as far as like, they're flying over a highway and they're like, wait, no, this is like, this is a, a road with tolls and, and like truck scales where they're going to have way stations and no. they're going to get pulled over and they can't be on here. We got to go to this other road. And then, so then they fly to a different road and you have to watch them. It's almost like you're watching this in real time <laughs> where they're like, oh shit, we fucked up. Let's, uh, go, let's try the other way. It'll only take us 15 minutes to get there, and we got to watch all 15 <laughs> minutes of that. And then the scene, the scene where, um, the shot where they land the helicopter, that was like the entire real life, like landing. So, like, that shot was maybe like an entire minute long, I think. You just watch, you watch a helicopter land. The pacing is just atrocious here because it's, it's supposed like, to be exciting. It's like they did no editing. Yeah. Uh, again, they have to fill for time. <laughs> so. And then the motorcycle, he just kind of, he gets on top of the truck and, I don't know, put some bad guys there for him to fight. Like, fill it up with some action scenes. Yeah, there's, like, no one. Although, when he's walking on top of that truck that is moving, it looked really real. I think they really did that. (laughs) I remember you saying, like, is this a real stunt? Yeah, it doesn't look like there's, like, rear projection or bad rotoscoping or anything like that. Like, it looks like a real stunt. Like, they may have been driving really slow. They might have been going like maybe like 20 miles an hour. But there was somebody standing but on top of a truck. he's definitely like, yeah, he's definitely on top of a truck that's moving. Hey, good for them. Yeah, seriously. And then like, yeah, he basically like Mr. Brackett passes out and he goes in and he's just like. He's like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. You would think that's like like the climax. And then Simon, who's like a doctor, gets there and he's like, oh, I got this. And he just kind of like administers some light medical attention. And that's just kind of it. They're like, all right, cool. We did it. <laughs> cool. He's alive. So it's not going to blow up. We good. It's all good. We're, we're good now. The, the, everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, that was really anticlimactic. For, for like, you know, this movie's really not that bad. Up until, like, this point. Yeah. yeah like, like some parts of it are stupid, but, like, it's just... Camp- right. The end is just bad. Like, it's campy and, and it's silly at parts, but, like, for the most part, like, you know, it's well-written enough. Yeah. Right? Leading up to this, it was good, and then it gets here and it just, like, falls flat. It, yeah. It, it, <laughs> I don't know. They need they need something else here. Different action, I guess. Maybe the sequel will improve upon it. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Okay. So, Steve agrees to continue to serve as Captain America on the condition that his costume be changed to resemble his father's. The new Captain America appears in his traditional costume and takes his new bike on a ride. How did he know what his father's costume exactly. looked like? Or did he just tell Simon to give him, like, his father's costume or so, something? Yeah. So, this is more of, like, this lack in logic here is that he's like... I'll do it, but not in this costume I'm wearing. I want to wear the Captain America costume that my dad wore. And so, so they give him that what one. I designed. Yeah. But basically, they're almost exactly the same. Except that instead of the kind of V-shaped stripes on his chest, it's the traditional, like, 
three stripes yeah. that Captain America has. I think he has the wings on his helmet, too. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. There's a very small number of differences. They're, they're very minute. And yeah. the shield is exactly the same. I'll include pictures of both costumes in the show description so you can click on them and you can see for yourself. But it's just like, how in the fuck did you come up with an incredibly similar costume on your own, not knowing that your dad was Captain America? Like, that that's where it doesn't really... <laughs> No, I mean, I it's dropped the DVD. at the end of the <laughs> day, it's not that big, big know, of a deal, just, but <laughs> because it's supposed to be like this reveal. I think that's the point of this is at the end, you're like, oh, my God, it's Captain America, just like the comic book. Whoa. But the first costume wasn't different enough. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, it's like if they had come out with in the first part of the movie, if he had wore something that's completely different, like maybe it was like just an army costume with like an A on his head or so I don't know something like that, and then at the end they debut the co- the costume. You'd be like, oh yeah, Captain America, yeah. there he is. Or like what the MCU did, and like he's wearing like his just World War Two uniform, and then yeah, you know, and when we get to Avengers, he's wearing like his old school Captain America costume again. Yeah, it's some which, sort of payoff. Didn't you know? look that good in that movie, to be fair, but no, it looks pretty bad. <laughs> but it's a payoff. Yeah. Um. So anyway analysis this movie is okay i think i don't know about you yeah it's it was fine it was like i wasn't upset at this movie ever you know it's just so funny because like when it's not an action scene it's very entertaining right <laughs> like it's a, it's a it was well- an interesting like espionage thriller yeah. type movie it's a well-written movie altogether i think yeah it's, it's one of those where it's it's not all of it can be looked at the same like it's not a it's not some of its parts you know right like it does seem like a really good script. I liked all the characters. I, I like their interactions. I like their motivations. I, I mean, I even like, you know, the plot is simple and, you know, they, they try to complicate it a little bit, but it's it's interesting for sure. All the action stuff is just like, it's boring. It's nonsense. Uh, it's very <laughs> limited by budget, you can tell. This yeah. is made for TV in the 70s. You know what I'm saying? This isn't like a real movie. <laughs> no, but I will say like, even though this was a an overall a okay movie, it's not a good representation of the character. Oh, you don't think so? Eh. It's more than I thought it would be. I thought this was going to be just like not Captain like, America. I thought this was going to be like Wonder Woman 74. Okay. You know? But no, like this had like, you know, he is Steve Rogers. He has um super strength and all of that. He's got his shield. Like in that sense, yes. But just everything else, like we don't have any you know captain america villains in this we don't have yeah he's not in a war setting right you yeah know, he's, yeah it's let's take the character of captain america and throw him into like a random espionage story yeah i mean you know captain has been outside of like the war setting for some time true but he's not fighting super villains either here he's not yeah I mean, it's his first outing. I mean, the the sequel was made like pretty quickly after this. They both came out within the same year. I think so, on the same channel too. Probably. So I, I'd be interested to see if that one takes it in a more kind of like super villainy direction, or it's more of just kind of this. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, like we said, this wasn't bad. Yeah. So overall, I think very much a product of its time. Very kind of seventies aesthetic. I mean, it it looks like an episode of Brady Bunch. That kind of, you know, camera work and kind of quality. Um, Where we saw it, too, it had a really bad... Well, we rented this, 
and and the scan seemed like it came from like a VHS scan or something. And the audio was very choppy. We had to turn on subtitles yeah. because we couldn't hear the sentences. I, I'd be interested to know if this DVD we got because then so basically I paid for this movie twice. Like a chump. Uh, but I'd be interested to know if it's better on this DVD or if it's exactly the same. In which case, I guess the only scan of this movie that exists is like a... Just this bad a, one, yeah. A recording off of the TV channel, maybe. Yeah. That sucks. Because this is, you know, at the end of the day, this is part of history. You know, this is like a Captain... This is why we're watching This is a Captain America movie. Yeah. <laughs> For Keeper Cancel, we don't have anybody. Because there's nobody know, famous. We don't know any of these people. It's not really worth talking about anybody in this movie. They're all pretty much like... TV actors from the 70s. No recognizable names. Uh, the guy who played Simon actually did some voice acting on, like, cartoons at, at the time, you know. Nothing that, like, we even had ever watched. No. So, but I thought we could, uh, do you want to talk about Captain America, the character, for a minute? Yeah, that could be fun to do. Yeah, so Captain America debut in March of 1941. So, March is 3, December is 12, so, like... Nine months before we go into World War Two, but this is a you know this is a point where like it's I mean like what like we're two years into World War Two, um, the United States isn't involved, but a lot of the world is, right? And so there's a lot of uh, you know not propaganda, but there's a lot of uh, media that well, would be talking about the war. Interesting this that time. Captain America was made before America was even involved in the war, though. Yeah, that's where you would kind of think that it would come. Uh, around the same time but it actually predates it and with the super famous the first issue with the cover of captain punching punching hitler, hitler, in the hitler jaw. In the, yeah um yeah so that would have been like right oh, here yeah. i did that was captain america comics number one march of 1941 so this was before we were ever even involved in the war it's kind of crazy to think about really but it's this this was like one of the most sold comics at the time because of this specific issue so it was uh written by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. And then Stanley gets involved like a few issues in. Like by issue three, he's involved. Yeah, here. Issue oh, number yeah. three, Captain America foils the traitor's revenge. And Which he's that the introduced the use round, of the shield. Yeah, he introduced the round shield. So that, um, what's the shape called? Because I would have called this shield shape. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the it's more of like a tradi- traditional shield shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That traditional shield only lasted two issues. Uh, and then he gets the round shield because Stan Lee turns it into a sort of weapon where he can throw he it. He can throw it and, yeah. Yeah. And thwart Nazis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, just, you just sounded like, like Stan Lee when you said Nazis. <laughs> I don't know how you did that. And then, but yeah, Bucky. Bucky was introduced, like, in the first issue yeah. as sort of his Robin. I remember uh, Bucky becomes his sidekick because he happens to find out his secret identity. Is that is that really? Yeah. I, haven't, I have never read this. It's a little silly. Yeah, so that first issue sold uh, nearly one million copies. You know what's funny is that comics do not do this well anymore. Uh, no. But back then, it's kind of like, you know, there was no TV. Like You had comics and comics, you had radio. Comics, radio, and books. Like, that's all you had. There's no, there's no, and, and much less like modern content creators, you know, like none of that. Yeah. Uh, so comics were way more popular back then than they are now. Uh, now, like, if, if a comic sells, like you know 100,000 issues that's just oof, yeah. that's so good which is crazy because even as popular as like comic book properties are comic books themselves are still very like niche right now yeah yeah pretty much and what sucks is that they're uh raising prices now so i think like a regular comic book now is gonna be like five dollars yeah sounds about right which is like 
really expensive when you when meanwhile you like how it. much was this captain america issue probably like a few cents but yeah. like i mean 10 cents i think but back then uh, yeah, with inflation i think that might even be more expensive than i don't know that'd be that'd be uh interesting to know but something i thought was really interesting about captain america is that right off the bat his origin he's more or less the same character that he is today like yeah. they've done very little to change captain america over the years they might have made him more like more of a nuanced character over time but well, yeah like, sure but i'm saying like he's more or less it's not like batman and even superman that has undergone tons of changes some some huge changes the, yeah, yeah over uh over the decades even wonder Woman. remember we saw wonder woman in like the her little motorcycle outfit in the 80s yeah like some of these characters went through crazy changes throughout the years captain america has just always been he's just always captain been america the same yeah so his origin is essentially <laughs> exactly what you saw in the chris evans movie captain america first avenger yeah uh, that was a pretty good adaptation it's of, an it, yeah. no it's it's very faithful yeah he's just like the scrawny kid i mean you, you look through the pages of the first issue and it looks like that movie he's just a scrawny little kid who like really really wants to be a part of the war he really wants to go and fight and defend the country you know they don't let him and then dr uh abraham or i can never say this guy's name right how do you say abraham it? erskine 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 yeah i'm not gonna find erkson or i think it's erskine yeah, he you know he gives him the super soldier serum and he becomes Captain America and even like you know the costume has not changed at all <laughs> no. since then. <laughs> um, they added the scales and stuff and there's been variants and you know Bucky's is you know when he becomes Captain America it's like black. Yeah, and then same when, when uh, John Walker is Captain America yeah, for a while too. It's, it's a little more, bit different. Yeah, uh, and then when Falcon is Captain America it looks very different because he still has the Falcon wings and stuff. I mean he's essentially the pretty much the same character. You were saying, yeah, he's he was an artist in the comics as well. Yeah. Uh, and in, in this movie, he was an artist. And then in freaking uh, in Captain America, the Chris Evans ones, like he like doodles. Yeah. He, maybe that's like just paying homage. Yeah. To, yeah it's kind yeah. of an Easter egg. But I, I think that's an interesting bit. You're the one that told me he's like the anti-Hitler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he's also like an artist. <laughs> he's just a good guy. Yeah. He's like a reluctant hero. Oh, uh, the other thing I found interesting, too, was that, so, like, his comic didn't last very long. It was, like, about a decade. Yeah, Um, and then it went on, like, a hiatus. Yeah, canceled in 1954. And then he was brought back for Avengers in the 60s. So, by the time he's brought back, it's been 20 years since his debut. And 10 of those years, these comics weren't even being made. Yeah, exactly. There was just no Captain America. So, when they bring him back, they actually give him, like, a test. Because the Avengers are like, wait a second, are you the real Captain America? Like, you've been missing for a long time. And they test him. Apparently, he was frozen in ice. So, ever since the 60s, he's already been a man at a time. I always kind of assumed that was more of a recent thing. Because his origin is so tied to World War II that you kind of have to introduce this time gap. You have to freeze him in ice. You have to do something so that he can still be around but still have been in World War II. Well, like, no matter what era you hit after world war ii he's gonna be a man at a time because i mean it's gonna be either that or he's immortal <laughs> no that's what i'm saying but yeah. as far back as 1964 they were already doing that yeah it only been 20 years <laughs> i mean even like let's say you you know go into a coma or something for 20 years you know the world's still gonna be very different yeah but in comic book like logic like time doesn't have to pass one-to-one as real world that's true you know like in dc they just kind of ignore it for a long time, they just ignored it, that, like, time is passing. They're like, oh, yeah, our heroes are just getting older very, very, very slowly. They you also, know? in DC, they don't tend to tie things to, like, real-world events that often either, though. As much, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had a couple, like, um, 
you know, continuity resets. But for the most part, they're just like, yeah, don't think too hard about it. Batman's 35 years old. And like, always will it. be. Yeah, exactly. Until we need him to be older. But it's 1964 and they're like, ah, shit, like, you know, Captain America, he'd be in his 60s now <laughs> or in his 50s. Like, that's not going to work. He was in World War II. It's only been 20 years. That's why I think it's funny. But pretty much like him being a man out of time is essentially, for at least for the last like 60 years, been part of his like character. Yeah. Which I think is, is pretty cool because like I said, I always thought that was a little bit more recent. Which is why I'm like, man, this this movie, they should have, I don't know, they could have unfrozen a guy. You know, at this point, it's 1979. It had been a decade and a half of Captain America being famous again. He's in Avengers comics and stuff like he's got his own comic book issues. I don't know. They could have done something to tie that into the World War Two other than saying like, oh, yeah, your dad. Don't ask too many questions because we're not going to actually see him. We're not even going to give him a name. You know? He's just your dad. <laughs> he's just your dad. So. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Captain America. But I think my favorite part about Captain America in like the MCU is that. Kind of like this, where the character hasn't really changed very much in the last 80 years. He's very old-fashioned, but yeah. in a good way, not in a like weird, he, racist he, way. Right. <laughs> he represents the best of like the United States. It's um, almost idealistically. So. What America ought to be, not necessarily what, what it, it is. is exactly. Yeah. What I really like about these new movies, the MCU, Captain America, is that he's like the only character who doesn't have like a real character arc. He doesn't change at all and that's the point the world changes around him yeah and he remains constant his his arc mostly focuses on like those around him yeah yeah so i mean just you know to talk about the mcu for a second but that's i think my favorite part is that you know by the time he's unfrozen he comes back he doesn't recognize his country anymore because it's changed so much in world war ii like we were the world's heroes uh, we went in, we, we saved the world from, from World War II, we stopped the Japanese, then we went into Europe, we stopped them there, like, we basically made all the difference. And then we hit um, Winter Soldier, where he finds out that S.H.I.E.L.D., this U.S., yeah, is S.H.I.E.L.D. a U.S. agency or a world agency? U.S. based, probably. U.S., all right. Without, well, you, you find know. out that they're planning on, you know, killing threats before their threats, and he, he's yeah. not about that at all. You know, I think... Winter Soldier, that movie, my favorite part and maybe my least favorite part is that they had to make Hydra the bad guy. They had to, you know, put a face to the villains instead of just saying, hey, maybe S.H.I.E.L.D. is wrong. Maybe we're fucked up now because the whole thing is supposed to be about, like, the Patriot Act and the NSA and spying and how we've toppled governments, the CIA, how ethical is the CIA? How, how, How does, like, the United States now compared to what you know it, it would have in the 40s what would they yeah. think of us today it's like what are you willing to lose of your humanity in order to like ensure security basically right yeah. sure and so i i like that idea that you know he wakes up so many years later and he's like he doesn't owe his loyalty or allegiance to the united states so much as he does to like the idea of it you know, because the government is the one that's like hunting him down. He goes rogue like right away in, in Winter Soldier and in Civil War. Yeah. And, you know, he doesn't see himself as a traitor because he's not. It's America's that, that's wrong. He's, he's doing what he believes is the right yeah. thing to do. Like he always has. Right. And I think it's that kind of like real. It, it's crazy to me that like Marvel Studios was able to pull this off and not just pull it off. Make him like one of the best characters in the entire Marvel Universe. Yeah. You know, a character Even though that's he's like a, a, a big boy scout. Yeah. 
You know, a character that should be kind of like... But he's a likable one. Yeah, sure. But he's supposed to... He should be like campy and easy to make fun of like and like this movie was just kind of like yeah they make fun of him for being so patriotic ah yeah we know but what if like you could maybe be captain america <laughs> yeah i think the closest we might get to that in the mcu is like you know his goofy ass outfit in avengers, avengers. Yeah. um and- him doing like all the war propaganda in the first movie yeah. and then you know tony stark making fun of him in you know age of ultron because he doesn't use harsh language sure but i love that in that first movie when he's doing the propaganda and he's and he's doing the shows on stage like he doesn't want to be there but he sees a value he still thinks he's contributing he's he, like this he is knows still good. it's important i'm to selling do, bonds right. yeah but he wants he wants to be more involved sure i mean he drops it at the first hint that right, he could do right, something right. he could be more useful but he's very content doing that because he's making a difference Yep. You know, and he's providing like this kind of he is aiding symbol. the war effort. Yeah. And kids are looking at Captain America, you know, this like the stage play and like the movies that he was making and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, like they're inspired. You know, we can do this. We're, yeah, exactly. And, and he's putting a face onto like, like I said, you, the United States then, which is not the same as the United States like now. Right. Anyway. So I think that pretty much covers it. What do you think? Phantom Zone. Final thoughts. Captain America, uh, 1979. I, like we said, this movie was fine. The end was not good, but, like, just the overall plot and all that was interesting enough. Not a great Captain America movie, but, like, it was a entertaining enough movie. So, I wouldn't Phantom Zone this. I'm not upset that I watched it. Okay, cool. What about you? Nice. I I would disagree with you that, that you, you said that this is, like, not a good Captain America I think this is a pretty good representation of Captain America. I, I don't think it's super accurate because, like you said, if, if you think of Captain America, you're like, oh, World War II and fighting Nazis and maybe Man Out of Time. Patriotism. Yeah, patriotism. I mean, this guy's super patriotic. <laughs> but I like that he is in character still Steve Rogers. Absolutely. Like, they did that part right. You okay. know, he's got the super soldier serum. He's very patriotic. But he's not like blindly patriotic he said no like 10 times to this whole thing he's like no like i did my duty i served my country and now i get to like do my own thing i like that because there is a difference between like patriotism and um nationalism yeah you know what i mean and i think if you had a character who was just like hey your country needs you and he's just like boom boom salute like yes i'm there that's (laughs) that's a little bit more dangerous you know, right? Because now you're just like, oh no, whatever you whatever the government tells you, you're just gonna like be like, yep, for my country, whatever. I almost said queen and country. <laughs> if we don't have one of those, yeah, like for my country, whatever. So like a like a John Walker type character, maybe, yeah, exactly. So um, I like that he seems to kind of be like his own guy, and he's like, he said no a bunch of times before he realized, <laughs> okay, we'll do this. You know, I can serve my country some more under these conditions, and even though the condition was stupid. I like all that, <laughs> you know? Uh, so I would say this is a semi-accurate portrayal of what Captain America should be, and this movie wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Again, the action's really bad, and it's filmed kind of kind of wonky, but it's a product of TV in the 70s. But overall, like, you know, I had fun with it. People should definitely watch this, you know? Yeah, it's not like it's not a complete waste of time. No, dust it off the shelf, and uh, again, it's a piece of comic book history for sure. So it's not in the Phantom Zone for me. I like it. Probably won't ever watch it again. It's not that good, but (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah. So uh, Berto, what movie are we doing next week? Captain America Two: Death 
too soon. <laughs> Again, it's spelled correctly. I hate that. <laughs> it's T-O-O. <laughs> but this one has uh, Christopher Lee in it as yes. the villain. So I'm super excited because we get to do a proper keeper cancel because there's a famous person in that movie. Yes. The villain is Christopher Lee from Lord of the Rings. And, and like, Star Wars. Dra- and Star Wars and Dracula and a and, yeah. bunch of shit. A lot, a lot of old vampire stuff, actually. Well, he was very famous yeah. in Dracula for a while, I think. Yeah, so it's the sequel to this movie. Mostly the same cast. I think uh, yeah. one person got recasted. I think they recasted the chick. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Just put a new chick in it. No one's going to notice. It's the 70s. Uh, yeah, so that's not available really anywhere. That's the one that we couldn't even find to rent. That's why uh, we had to purchase the DVD. Yeah, we bought a DVD. It's only six bucks and it comes with two movies. So if this is something you're interested in, it, look, man, it's on Amazon. It was $6. Otherwise, you might be able to find like snippets of it on YouTube. You could probably like torn it if you're if that's what you're gonna do. I don't. I'm not gonna endorse that. We don't but. endorse or recommend that. But <laughs> uh, who fucking knows if anyone even owns this anymore? <laughs> Maybe CBS. But anyway, other than that, thank you guys for listening. Thanks to that piano dude for our musical intro. Fuck, I gotta go back and help him with his his desk setup. <laughs> I destroyed that piano dude's piano. Uh, now I gotta go fix it. <laughs> uh, make sure you leave a rating and review. Make sure you tell a friend. Uh, that'd be great. All of the, all of your friends, Please everyone. Your friends. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram at films from PZ. Ah, sorry, you can find us at Instagram at films from the Phantom Zone, and you can find us on Twitter at films from PZ. Uh, you can listen to these episodes on YouTube. No video element, so you can, you can listen. You really can't watch, but if that's how you like to get your podcast, then we're there throw it on your tv or something while you clean or something like that Yeah, for sure and if you'd like to support the show we have a patreon there are no benefits yet um so hey if you just want to throw in a dollar just for good faith then that's you can do that there and we'd really appreciate it but other than that we will see you guys next week with captain america 2 death too soon (laughs) yeah that's it all right bye guys bye